Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality. What's up, everybody? New episode of the Early Retirement Vlog. Me llamo S. Ray Taylor. This episode, I'm going to talk about, from time to time, I like to talk about artists or movies or things that I like to recommend. I used to do a show called Inspired Reco, which is primarily recommending stuff to people that either I enjoy or other people have recommended. So it's kind of, uh, in a way, one of those kinds of episodes. Um, so this one is about Ari Shafir, stand-up comedian Ari Shafir, who I consider to be an artist. I consider stand-up comedy to be one of the best performance arts that exists. Um, I enjoy it more than ballet, musicals, uh, or straight-up uh, plays. I don't know. Any kind of stage performance. I almost, I almost enjoy stand-up comedy more than I enjoy live music. I do enjoy live music, but I, I think I enjoy live stand-up comedy just a little bit more. Or stand-up comedy in general. I don't know. I enjoy laughing. Laughing's a good thing. And I talked about in a past episode kind of my journey, why I like stand-up comedy. Um, you know, and Ari Shafir is one of those guys who I initially discovered on a podcast, Joe Rogan, uh, him, Duncan Trussell, Tom Segura, Burt Kreischer, bunch of comics that I've, I've discovered over the many years listening to Joe Rogan's podcast. Um, but Ari Shafir being one of them, this being one of his shirts, if you're watching the video version, uh, it's a shirt that my girlfriend at the time uh, purchased for me at the end of a show. Uh, went and saw Ari Shafir at the Comedy Store in La Jolla on 420, probably around 2011, 2012, 2010, somewhere around there. Uh, Tony Hinchcliffe opened. Um, I've talked about this and constantly forget about the uh, the third guy that was there. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was the first time I'd seen Ari's comedy at all. And I was taking, I went with... Uh, my girlfriend at the time, and then my co-host at the time, uh, Justin King, and then my roommate at the time, Gustavo. Uh, so we all went, and I was really nervous just because, I don't know, I, I hadn't been to a live comedy event in fucking, I think it was my first time going to see live comedy in a club. Like, I had gone to, when I was younger, gone to see uh, comedy in, in theaters, uh, but never in a club. Uh, so this was my first time, and La Jolla is super rich. It's completely different than the, the L.A. comedy store. The area of La Jolla is very, there's a lot of money. Um, so, I, I don't know. I was kind of nervous going. Um, one, because I'd never heard his comedy before, so it's like, I hope he's funny. You know, I enjoy, I enjoy his podcast. He does uh, The Skeptic Tank, which is a podcast that he's been doing for years. Um and I enjoy him on other shows, so I was I was very hopeful, but I didn't know any of his comedy. So go in, fucking hilarious. Um, 
and since then he's put out like three specials. Uh, Revenge for the Holocaust, I believe, was his first one. Um, man, what was his second one? I forget the name of his second stand-up special, but his third one, um, which is just newly added to Netflix, uh, Double Negative. Um, I think his first, his uh, his second special. I believe was released on Comedy Central because he had a show on Comedy Central. Well, the show's still there, but he's no longer with the show. Uh, this is not happening, which is kind of a fitting name considering uh, what ended up happening, allegedly. Ari's never discussed it on the sh- on podcasts, but people have made their uh, hypothesized. They've hypothesized certain things and he's kind of hinted at certain things and uh because he decided to release his new double special double negative on netflix uh instead of comedy central where his show is comedy central decided to say fuck you get the fuck out of here so they recast he was the host of the show also um but i guess they own the show so they are keeping everything. Um, it's a great show. This is not happening. It's a show Ari started um, just at clubs years before it became a TV show. Um, and then I think it first initially was just a web series for them over at Comedy Central and then later became um, the full thing. And it's been... I can't imagine creating something from the ground up like that. And he's even talked about you know, how... He w- was like the buffer from the stu- or the network and the comics that would come on to tell stories. Um, and he was very pure about the art form of storytelling. Um, and he was able to craft something that's high- very unique, which is probably going to go downhill now that he's not involved, I would imagine. Um, but yeah, he still does these. Now it's, that show is called, um, when he does the show in live venues, which he was doing before it was a TV show. Um, It's the newly renamed storytelling show. Um, Ari Shafir's newly renamed storytelling show, I think is the technical name for it. Um, But yeah, so I I first, you know, saw him do stand-up, and his set was great, and then listened to his podcast. He's been on a bunch of podcasts, and when his show got picked up, you know, it was, he's had a lot of, oh, uh, regulars, the paid regular was the, the, spe- the special before Double Negative, paid regular. And this was one that he filmed at the comedy store, and he had at the end, or no, the beginning of one of his podcasts, I can't remember the episode, he told the story of him and the comedy store and his journey to become a just become a paid regular at the store, and just the the low moments, the struggle, the the constant worry and doubt that would you know that was trying to keep him from doing it. It's like anybody doing anything. Me doing this podcasting and artwork. It's not all fucking roses and and cherry plums and all that bullshit. It's like people don't want to give you money. People don't want to. So when people do, it's like a completely different kind of a thing. And then 
it's not even the money a lot of the times just like just just to get some fucking respect you know just to just to be just to be acknowledged for the work that you do in some way even if it's not monetarily acknowledged for it at least be acknowledged for it for like what it is man be like be impressed with the work that i've done um so yeah so it was a super heart-wrenching story um leading up to his um his paid regular uh set that he put out and um yeah he's always when he speaks about comedy and he speaks about storytelling it's the same way any artist i've listened to speak about any fucking art form whether you're a director an actor a comedian a fine artist a graphic designer a web designer Fuck it, sculptor, dancer, musician. Like there's the creative process is is highly relatable throughout all of those things. And not only the creative process, but just a lot of the emotions and a lot of the turmoil and a lot of the pain. Very similar. Um and I appreciate that. And I and I know that Ari has a problem. He's whenever he does get into it on a show. Um, he always makes a point that it's ridiculous to speak about comedy like it's art. And I think that's fucking ridiculous. I think you should speak of it as an art form. It is an art form. You are just specifically going... I mean, there's the only difference between a one-man show and comedy is the comedy. Like, you're trying to elicit a very specific emotion with comedy. And you do that while playing with other emotions but you are doing you're trying to elicit an emotion and a feeling from the people that are watching and experiencing your thing that's the same thing with all fucking art you go watch a movie the if it's a good movie they're trying to elicit certain emotions from the audience you go to a thriller why is it a thriller because the fucking movie is made in a certain way where it elicits that stress and that fucking anxiety that makes you scared in anticipating what's going to happen next in the fucking movie. So comedy is no different. It's just they're going for very specific, and there's many different ways to do comedy. It's not like comedy is just one cookie-cutter kind of a thing. There's genres within comedy. There's storyteller comics. There's one-liner comics. There's kind of the clean comedy. There's you know the super dirty, super surreal, super real like there's there's guys that are good better at doing crowd work and kind of just fucking going crazy um so there's a lot of different fucking things and i don't i wouldn't be able to i'm not as much of a connoisseur with comedy to like feel comfortable defining the different types of comedy i wouldn't be able to i wouldn't feel comfortable describing the type of comedy that Ari does at all Sub- subversive Maybe, I don't know. There's words and emotions that you could do. Um, but it's all, it's like all of his stuff is based on reality, but then he also has a point to it. Which, you know, all the great comics will have depth to their work. Some don't. But it's com- at the end of the day, if you're making the crowd laugh, that you're doing comedy. Um, but there is something to wanting to do more with it communicate more with it same thing with with art 
trying to communicate through a fucking picture. You know, it's you anybody can make a picture, but to be able to communicate something through that picture is another level, right? And I don't necessarily do that. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I'll make some pieces and I'm blown away at how many things I was able to, I feel I was able to communicate through the piece. So it's, I, I really appreciate Ari for, for loving the art and, and, and treating it like an art form, even though he doesn't like to say that he, it's an art form. Um, and he's been an inspiration as far as when he did get the show and he did get money, that he didn't become a different, he's like exactly the same fucking crazy person he always was. Like he lived poor and then he got money and he still lives poor. I'm sure he lives better, but you know, he's not he's not being flashy. He's not a Floyd Mayweather Conor McGregor. He's not an asshole with it. He's not showing he's not flaunting it, right? And uh he he also invests in himself. You know, he paid for his specials. To, he paid to produce his specials and then he is able to sell them. Um so he 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 does a lot of the things that like great artists do. They never give up. They're constantly working and growing as an artist. And when given the opportunity, he self produces his stuff and then just goes and sells it to networks instead of a network waiting, just waiting around like, Oh, maybe HBO will tap me on the shoulder and say, Hey kid, we'll film a special for you. Which is, there's times where it's like, that's what, that's what I think a lot of people think everything in life is. Like, oh, I just got to wait. I'll wait for somebody to ask me to do this thing. Bef just do it. Like, oh, I want to be a podcast producer. All right, start producing podcasts. And if you produce them well, then people will see your work. You need to, like, if you can't just say you're an artist without a portfolio. If you don't have a portfolio of work, you are not that thing you want to do. Can't, can't do it. I don't know what to tell you. You can't do it. You may love art. You may love, you may love being the idea of being a director. But if you've never tried to do a short film, especially with the technology we have, your fucking phone. You could shoot, edit, score, do everything on your phone. So if you want to be a director... It's like, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I go to school. I went to school. I mean, even in school, you have to do projects. I mean, that's mainly what art schools are, is like, hey, let's build a portfolio. Let me show you how to do work. Build a portfolio. But I don't know, man. He's one of the few, like Ari Shafir, uh, David Show, when he was doing his podcast, was super inspirational. And it's more of like a mentality. It's not like specific things it's like oh i did this thing and i was able to do this it's like it's the mentality you have to have to be successful in something that's super uncommon for people to be successful in but the the guarantee the only guarantee of failure the only way to guarantee failure is to quit doing that thing that's how you will guarantee failure but there's always potential if you keep going always potential you know i've done with the inspired disorder podcast we're up to 360 episodes 
right, over the course of fucking eight, nine years, right, eight years. Portfolio. You know, before I did my art series, this ink series that I've, I've started to do, you know, I had work before that. You know, I'm completely trying a new style and trying um, new things. Like, I've never done a series before. I've never done this much work with ink and paper besides sketchbook drawing stuff. So it's completely new. But I had work before that. I had a bunch of acrylic paintings that I had done. I had done murals. I've done graphic design. Like, I've done a bunch of stuff because I like doing it. Not because I've been waiting for somebody... It's not because somebody told me to do it. Somebody asked me to do it. I got tapped on the shoulder. It's like, hey, start doing this stuff. It's like, no, just do it. But I don't know. Ari also, he, he gives advice to other comics, which I'm not a stand-up comic. There's been times in my life where it's like, I thought maybe, but I don't know. That's not, I don't have the, if everything else was, if I wasn't doing everything else, then maybe. Right? Maybe I'd do that. But it's still interesting to hear because the advice isn't that different. You know, being creative, following your passion, not wavering on your passion. Although there's different there's a difference between collaborating with somebody and letting somebody give you notes on your artwork, telling you how to change your artwork. Um you know, holding holding strong on what you believe in as far as what you're doing creatively. Uh, especially with show business. I can't imagine, like, trying to do a show or a movie and you have all these business people who only care about money and numbers of some sort, very on the other side of the brain than creativity, but yet they want to fuck with people's stuff. You can't do that got to let artists be artists right you got to you got to and it's like you can't real artists let real artists be artists then there's fake artists the puppet artists which you'll see in pop music where it's like a pretty face that knows how to sing but they have you know 30 writers 20 producers like they're manufactured like in sync those weren't artists i mean they had potential to be artists and they did artistic things, but they were a manufactured fucking thing. You're not getting you're not getting real art from that. There's no real art coming from in sync, fucking pop music. No art coming from that. There's no experimentation. There's nothing new. It's all it's all generic candy bullshit. Whatever. Um, so anyway my episode on Ari Shafir double negative oh another thing which I I love Ari does he pays for art he uh when he was doing he was going on the road a lot which he stopped going on the road uh he was selling shirts like this one and whoever designed this shirt which I don't know who designed it um sure it says somewhere on there but uh he paid people for their shirt designs and then for a while, he wasn't paying people for photoshops. 
because, oh, it's just, it, you know, it doesn't take any time to do Photoshop. Which, if you're good, like me, I can crank out a bunch of Photoshops. Sure. But I'm not going to do it if not, I'm not going to get... If you're going to respect somebody who does art for a t-shirt, but you're not going to do one who does art for promoting your podcast. I mean, a podcast episode, he's not making as much money as just selling, you know, hundreds of shirts. Um, so I've, since he started doing that, I've submitted a couple for his podcast. He hasn't used any of them yet, but I did a few for, uh, double negative on Netflix and, um, he enjoyed all, all three. I did three of them and, uh, he used one so far and paid me for it. It's right when it went up It's right when the 20 bucks went into my, uh, PayPal account. And then he said he's going to use at least one more, um, which is cool. I could have done, I just wanted to give him a few options because I didn't know, I knew that his special was about adulthood and childhood, but I didn't know necessarily the subject matter or how they were related or what was going on, but that's knowing what I knew. Um, I kind of hit the nail on the head a couple times with, uh, with actually all three of them kind of worked. Um, but I'll be, I'll be curious to see, you can see all three of them on my Instagram. Um, or you can see the one I did, it was Freaky Friday, uh, movie poster where I put his face on, uh, fucking those two actresses. Can't remember. Um, yeah. So I appreciate that. I appreciate that he changed his mind on paying people who do Photoshop. Um, and I'm looking forward to doing more photoshops for him. It's just being home when he needs them and being at my computer. Uh, but yeah, I enjoy, I enjoy Ari Shafir. Great comic. Never talked to him. He's never been on my podcast. Um, but I, you know, Definitely go see him anytime he's in town. I've probably seen him live more than any other stand-up. Uh, and I've seen him at the La Jolla Comedy Store. And I've seen him at the Denver Comedy Works. Um, I think maybe those are the only times I've seen him. I want to say I've seen him one other time. But I don't think he ever did any of the Ice House shows. Those Death Squad shows that I was at. Uh-uh. I think those that may be the only two times I've seen him. Maybe at the, I think I, no, I saw him at the Mary Comedy Company. So I saw him at Mary Comedy Co. in San Diego, La Jolla Comedy Store, and Denver Comedy Works. Um, and it's always great, you know? I love stand-up comedy. He's one of my favorite. Um, and his special, as far as specials right now, like his special is right up there, um, you know, with Rogan's and Burr's and Tom Segura. I enjoy it. And as far as like these comics that are putting out double special, two specials at once, like Dave Chappelle put two out, although his weren't related. They were just, he just put out two specials. One was recorded like a year and a half ago and the other one has been recorded more recently. And then, so it was two complete different hours, um, versus Ari's, which are th thematically linked kind of, um, and they were shot. He, he ran those two shows with an intermission all over the place. So the U.S., overseas. He, he's been doing comedy everywhere. Um, which traveling, Ari, so after all this stuff, he he's, films this double negative, right, last year. 
films it, shoots it, edits it. Um, and then he's like, I'm taking off, not doing the road. I'm going to go. I'm disappearing. And I think at first it was just supposed to be for a few weeks. And then he ended up disappearing for four months. And, uh, yeah, it was crazy when he was gone. Like, everybody's like, nobody can get a hold of him. He had no contact with anybody. He got rid of his smartphone years ago. He's only had a flip phone. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's he's doing things completely different than anybody else is doing things. And it's inspiring to me, and it seems like it's inspiring to a lot of other comics, um, which is cool, man. It's always cool when somebody comes out and fucking handles the day-to-day of the business different. Maybe not the day-to-day, but the overall, handling the overall business different than everybody else's. He doesn't need any of that shit. He can already do stand-up. He's set. All that shit is extra. He just wants to make good art, which I'm all for it. If he had a Patreon page, I would donate to it. But I do buy his merch. I go watch him live. Um, But yeah, that's it. Go check out Ari Shafir. And if you do want to donate to artists, you can donate to me over at patreon.com slash disorder. Uh, I make fine artwork, I do photoshops, I do graphic design, uh, I do do everything. Everything, I've never hired anybody to do anything for Inspired Disorder. It's all in-house, except for the shirts. JR, word up to JR, who who works with Ari, I don't know if he still does. Um, JR Steiner, out in Arizona, JR Customs, check it out. JR, spelled J-A-Y-A-R-R, um... He screen prints the shirts that I designed. But other than that, I do all of my work. Web design, graphic design, editing, filming, fucking everything. So if you want to show some fucking respect, patreon.com slash disorder. Donate a dollar. One dollar a month. That's it. Just one dollar. If you want to donate more, you can and you will get perks. But just go and donate one dollar. Because that helps. Then tell your friends, hey, check out this dude's work. Look how much fucking work he does. He's going to be huge someday, and we're getting in on the ground floor. We, we get to support this guy before he gets huge. Not like fat huge-wise, but just like... Eventually, somebody's going to start giving a fuck, right? Follow me on Twitter, at uh, Ray Taylor. Not only Twitter, but on Instagram. Uh, at Ray Taylor for both. Uh, links to everything are in inspireddisorder.com, including all the artwork that you can buy and purchase. Original artwork, one of a kind. That's it. Thank you all very much. I appreciate you all. Thank you for subscribing and listening. I'm out of here. Another episode of Early Retirement Vlog in the books. I'm out. Peace.